0: Hello, my wonderful people in power. This is Through the Looking Glass with your host, your girl and sister in power, Cozy Danielle. Through the Looking Glass is a podcast where we spotlight experiences, stories and conversations of people from the African continent and diaspora. Thank you much for tuning into today's conversation. Once again, I am your host, Kosi Danielle, bringing you stories and experiences and conversations of the African continent and diaspora. I am joined by a friend Katie Onyango, a proud Kenyan and a student of the African Leadership Academy. Katie is here to share how she navigates the world as a dark-skinned black woman. She would be. This would be an important conversation about colorism and how it changes one perspective of the world, both the perpetrator and the affected. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me here today. Yay. I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you the floor to say a few words.
1: A few words? Um, first of all, this topic, I've never actively thought about it until I found myself in space, spaces that people emphasized um, how different I was. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, so
0: i'm excited too thank yeah. you so much katie now let's get right into it so for those who don't know colorism is a type of discrimination based on skin color and skin tone that disadvantages people who have darker complexions in comparison to others while privileging those who have lighter skin so this is often displayed within groups of people of the same race or ethnicity um yeah I really think this conversation about colorism is so relevant and important to us as women and black people. And reading up about it, I've come to realize that colorism is like a form of internalized racism. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a conversation. Because like, there's a lot of anti-blackness anti-black- that follows colorism. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's a conversation that people of color, women and black women people, should have. Um, so, and I'm glad I'm having this conversation with you. So um, my first question for you is dark skinned woman that what has been your experiences with colorism
1: um I think at first I didn't I didn't know it was colorism I think I thought it was just like people teasing me and like I just thought like that was that was something that children do or something that it's, it was normal but then as I grew up I realized this was someone taking a jab at a part of my identity and I started treating my dark skin as a condition and like something like that is a part of my identity but like something I have to live with, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that has been really difficult. Although I don't explicitly talk about it all the time, it's very different living as a dark-skinned woman versus the other, (laughs) yeah, as as, as a light-skinned person. Because I think when I have interactions with people, the first thing I think is, oh my God, are they also going to take a jab at my dark skin or how do they look at me or if they're lighter than me I'm like ha I bet they're now scanning my features and saying oh thank god I'm not like this person Mm -hmm. so I think even navigating social life has been very very different for me although it may look like the opposite but every time I encounter people right now the first thing I think about is how will they perceive my skin color Mm -hmm. versus how will they perceive me as a person
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah oh wow like i never like i i definitely can relate going to like um a school where there are not a lot of black people Mm -hmm. and you're having to really be hyper aware of Mm -hmm. like you know your tears taking up space and your skin color and like those minute things that you didn't really think about before and now it's like yeah this shining part of your yourself and your identity
1: and I think the worst part is like it makes you feel very small and out of control yeah. But this is a part of your identity you can't change It's not like like earrings you wear that you can remove every yeah. night Or whenever you want to This is something that is a part of you
0: Yeah. And
1: I think what made it worse was like it started from home And then now because I saw oh If people from home think like this Then I think that's normal That's how people should treat me yeah. But then yeah I think
0: yeah. Oh. So what is the history kenya has with like skin tone
1: and colorism um i'm not really quite sure the history but like i look at the beauty and cosmetics industry which i did research on and it has been noted like there's no specific foundation or like specific makeup or beauty products that match certain skin tones that go above a certain um tone and it has also like um for example as I'm walking through the CBD. There are women who are selling these oils that promise a lighter skin. And their target is not people who are already light skin, it's people who are dark skin. And it's becoming a problem because they have a lot of chemicals inside it, which are very, very harmful. And I tend to think of people who bleach their skin as victims more than like. Yeah more than like any any other thing because these are people who just want to be part of a certain social space a certain social sphere Mm -hmm. and they are forced sometimes to do that and it doesn't really go well for them Mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities do that Mm -hmm. and i think it's really bad because like we're normalizing it even for children and all that for people to hate their skin tone Yeah. yeah
0: and like going on to media so how like How is beauty represented, like, in, like, Kenyan media? And how did, like, how does skin color play into it? Um,
1: I think a good, um, beauty, uh, up until recently, beauty was only people who are light-skinned. There's this joke that people say that light-skinned women are girlfriend types, and then dark-skinned women are, like, um, wife material because they can stay at home and, you know, cook. And they're, they're they're more, like, things that you can keep at home. But, like, Mm. light-skinned women are people you can show off, like, girlfriends so i think up until recently when uh influencer who's dark skinned came up it was always the light-skinned people who dominated like the celebrity space and teaching us that for you to be beautiful you have to do this to your face or you have to look a certain type of way Mm -hmm. which is not really dark skin it's just like light skin or like proximities to whiteness Yeah, yeah yeah i think it's just that itching to be anything other than black and something That is close to being white White, so you are black but you're you're like a form of white passing but not really Mm. white passing so
0: yeah yeah so then have you ever seen like negative like representations of dark skin in like Kenyan media Mm,
1: negative representations not really not explicitly like this person is dark skin so we are going to give them i think there are certain characters that are played by dark-skinned women which is like perhaps the home wrecker or like these mm. reckless people or like there's a certain persona that's attached to like being um the funny friend or like like you know the fun ugly friend or mm. something of the sort mm. which are like very it's, it's very small if you're not being affected by it because you're like ah this is just a person acting but if something affecting you i think you watch things a very different way. you're like hmm this person said this they must mean this mm. so i think it's not really on a large scale but like there are some instances where yes women are represented in certain ways
0: mm. so, so it's yeah. like very subtle yes yeah, it's thing. like very subtle colorism yeah yeah so then how do you think dark skin can best be represented in like
1: I think um because i think the one thing they fail to recognize is that dark-skinned people are not women especially are not looking to be called beautiful or that i think it's just basic respect mm. so i think if they can represent that form of respect in their films or in whatever media they want to output yeah. i think that will be really nice it's just respect and seeing us as different people we don't all have the same characteristics we don't all have i don't know like i think there should be if the representation is going to be there i think it should be respectful Mm. and that it should focus more on how we exist in certain spaces versus how we constantly have to adapt because a lot of the films and media are like Oh, this person is dark skin, so they are going to bleach their skin or they are going to do this and this and this go above and beyond to compensate for their dark skin mm. yeah, so i think a lot of it is just basic respect because i don't think in kenyan media is that prominent but like in western media it's like this person is dark skin, so they are a certain type of way they're the nerd they're the ugly friend they're, so yeah mm. so like uh,
0: going back to the skin ble- bleaching conversation like, would you say there was, like, an epidemic of skin bleaching in Kenya? Oh, and, yeah.
1: certainly, because I remember one of my teachers in high school um, bleached her skin. I know when you bleach your skin, it has... You can clearly see there's yeah, a difference in skin tone, there's patches and. And, and yeah so I think a lot of people like a lot of people especially because these creams are being sold at a cheaper price mm-hmm. and it's that promise of like oh if you apply it you'll have smooth skin you'll be fair and you'll be beautiful yeah. and even um, I remember growing up um, I wanted to be a, a, a hostess like air stewardess all this mm-hmm. um, but then, oh a flight attendant sorry mm-hmm. but then I was told that those jobs are only reserved for people who are light skinned The same thing happened when I was in high school and there was this um, club called St. John's, which is like basically a first aid um, group and I was told they only pick people who are light skinned uh, to belong in that club and I was like that means now I had to end my dream of becoming a first aider or learning something new simply because they feel a part of my identity I can't control is a hindrance to what they want to create. So I think there is a really really big epidemic on and I think a lot of people don't notice because they are part of the problem yeah so they'll be like i don't think there is an issue because they haven't faced it but people who have faced it either they become activists or they simply become
0: numb they just
1: live with it yeah
0: so So, colorism then has been quite prevalent in kenya and it's it's so sickening like how like this skin bleaching and skin lightening Mm -hmm. industries like like our billion-dollar like yeah. industry that profits off the discrimination yeah. and marginalization of people—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so like it's, something it's so crazy. cruel about it. It's yeah. crazy
1: because it's a cruel thing, but like we also we're also buying into it. Yeah. Like for example, I remember um when I walk into a store and I'm trying to find foundation, I have to start from a certain skin tone and above, which most of the times they don't cover. I don't think up until Fenty came about mm. there was there was um shades for different skin tones just always light have their own skin tones and then when you come to like dark skin it's like cook it's like coco or something this exotic <laughs> mahogany. Name, mahogany i'm like you just just you just use normal words for these others why not use the same or like or when they do it it's like huh, they really don't get it mm. so yeah yeah
0: and also like now i've seen that these corporations are... Now that they're seeing, like, this colorism thing, mm. they're u- resorting to use different, like, terms, like, radiance, mm. glowing, bright, yeah, to cover up, like, what it actually is, which is bleaching. It's, like, sale yeah. for what it really is. And, like, how it's being advertised. Oh, it's going to clear up your skin, you're mm. going to clear up your acne, you're going to be bright and glowing, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so it's so sick. It's, like It's
1: so weird, because, like, even when my mom buys creams, I think she just assumes that we use the same the same types of stuff but she's lighter than me Mm. and i think once she reads radiant glowing she's like this is going to be good for you but then it ends up ever either giving me acne or it just doesn't work for my skin type so i think this this slogans these catchphrases are very misguiding and they contribute to having that subtle colorism because you're like this is going to work for you they didn't say it only works for light-skinned people just Use it so yeah. it's, it's very
0: weird, yeah. And you see in the pictures, like of this lady, she's like a darker shade, yeah, and she's like all sad. And then, like, when she's lighter, yeah, she's, she's happy. happier, she's like, Yeah, like, like, oh, like, girl, oh. happiness
1: okay. is not dependent on <laughs> you your just, skin
0: tone, yeah. It's like, Oh, if you're dark, you're yeah. darker shade, then you're sad when you're miserable. dark, you're dirty, but you're when, ugly, you are, yeah. when,
1: when you're lighter, you're now happy, and like, you can see the light, yeah.
0: Yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. terrible, yeah, and like. So then, would you say you've been dealing with colorism ever, like since childhood?
1: Um, I think when I was a child, as I told you, it's because mm. it started from home. And yeah. like people saying, oh, you look like a Sudanese <laughs> child. Are you sure you're your mother's child? Because my mother is lighter. Mm. I don't think they understood how genetics worked. <laughs> Cause the, how, are you sure you're a parent's child? And I think as I grew up, I was like, ah, this is a joke. And I started, I think I started being self-depreciating as a joke. Like, I also started buying into the joke because mm. I was like, yeah, you know when it's like Stockholm Syndrome, but like in mm. colorism, because like now you're like, oh, these people think I'm this way, then I surely must be this way. Mm. And I think a lot of people, when they face um discrimination, they want to be, they want to be activists and to fight and to do all these things but i think for me now i became numb to it i became like now so what so what if i stand up and talk about my story so what if i write a whole essay it's not going to change anything it's just Mm. it's just going to be the same and i think i became very indifferent very i just became emotionally numb to anything that involved colorism and so whenever someone asks me what do you do about it i'm like i've grown used to it It's just like it's there it's not going i'm not going to change anything by telling people this is bad it's 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 bad but they're not going to do anything about
0: it so yeah and that's the sad part like we shouldn't grow numb and indifferent to like injustices and Mm. discriminations like these when it like it really truly affects you deeply and in in multiple facets like denying you opportunities for things Mm -hmm. and to french and and so many things socially emotionally it's it's, it's truly terrible and so there's this thing i've been this concept i've been thinking about which is like gender and skin color Mm -hmm. because i feel like black boys are more openly allowed to be dark skin or to be black and dark skin than black girls are allowed to be black and dark skin like i don't know i've seen this in social media especially or like even black boys they'll be dark but then they see other dark women and they call Mm -hmm. them you know names and they make fun of fun of them when they're literally the same shade, yeah. And it's like, why are boys allowed to be darker, and be happy with it? But then when it's when it's in the case of women, it's yeah. suddenly a bad thing.
1: I think I'm also thinking of how me and my brother we are very different because like my brother has the same skin tone, or let's just say my father has the same skin tone. Mm. But I don't think he has ever had a problem navigating friendships or navigating things in his workplace simply because he's dark. In fact, when people Refer to your skin tone. They refer to me now, cause I'm not allowed to openly indulge in me being dark skin. It's like when I'm dark skin, it's either I'm trying to hide something, or I'm trying too hard to love myself. Mm-hmm. And people think now loving yourself is a problem if you're a certain skin tone, if you're a certain type of way like, why are you trying so hard to love yourself? Or you're supposed to hate that ugly part of you? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I'm also. I think it's also like a fetish that people have for like dark-skinned boys and you can even look at when they're modeling mm. and it's this dark-skinned man with the light-skinned lady mm. and they think the contrast is beautiful so i think it, it has to also do with picture because like men have a very different place than us mm. and i'm also thinking of like the dating scene men dark men don't have don't really have a problem mm. with like navigating the dating scene because like they are men mm. but for women it's like oh it's this
0: you have to to you have to live
1: up to this standard if you're dark-skinned you have to compensate with something else you have to be smart you have to be this way and that way but for men boys are allowed to be boys Mm -hmm. regardless of that part of their identity that isn't considered beautiful so i think it's just like also the patriarchy and also the fact that it's just i it's just i also think it's a fetish that people have for dark skinned men because like, yeah. there are stuff they do say about dark skinned men and how they can they know how
0: to keep a woman and I'm like mm, that's not the case okay. and like, some of these black boys they don't even know that they're being fetishized and yeah. they just profit like, off of it and, and they indulge in it, a yeah. lot of them yeah. they're happy with that yeah. and it's weird and now there's this connotation like light skin is is equal to higher class yeah beauty light skin is equal to Good health mm-hmm. and just like you know all those positive things. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's infuriating to yeah, say the least. It is. Yeah, you going into stores like I literally one time I was at the store and I saw this mother um, buying like wanting to buy this cream for her daughter and her daughter was like significantly darker than she was mm-hmm. and she's like no it's just gonna like brighten up your yeah
1: skin. I think that's very misleading because like I think also growing up. Um, I used to have very, very um, evenly toned skin. Like, I, I, I didn't have problem with acne growing up. But then when my mother started introducing me to this brightening crease and how they promised to make your face look more supple, more flourishing, mm. I think it messed with my skin tone a lot. And I'm still grappling with that. I don't blame her because it's the system that we live in. Mm. But I think I wish she would have done things better. Mm. I wish she had taught me that to embrace that part of myself because exactly. i feel like i'll take a really really long time for me to connect with what it is to be a dark-skinned woman in certain species mm. i think if she had guided me and taught me that i shouldn't see myself through other people's eyes life would have been very very different for me mm. and for now as i'm trying to step out of that it's taking me a long time it's like dipping my toes in the water and feeling oh it's very cold let me just come back and stay in this corner so i think yeah. that scenario happens a lot actually every time we go shopping there's always uh, a mother and her daughter and they are like looking at the section and it's like this is just going to brighten your skin yeah. but then it ends up messing with like everything causing so much yeah. harm
0: so on that note in what ways has colorism then impacted your self-esteem
1: um i think because growing up i was told that because i'm dark-skinned i have to compensate with something like, if you're, smart, if you're not smart, nobody's going to like you, or if you're not a certain way, nobody's going to pay attention to you. In all because of skill. Yeah, and I think that's why I really, really worked hard when I was in school, and to gain that academic recognition. Because I could see other people exist the way they are, and they'll just have friends. But for me, now I had to step out and be extra be extra funny be extra smart for me to fit in certain spaces and i think that has affected because i also think I, I don't have any pictures from when i was 12 up to right now i think i don't i rarely take pictures because every time i'm like this doesn't it doesn't just look good this is not the color that i'm supposed to see on my screen it doesn't it isn't worthy of me showing other people or keeping it in my phone gallery and i also think it's just it's just now i'm just in my head a lot before i even take pictures of people because i remember one incident was we were taking a picture um a group of friends when i was in primary yeah and they're like since you're darker you should stay at the end so that you don't mess with the picture i think that has stuck with me a lot so every time someone says let's take a picture i'm like "Uh -uh. i i don't want i don't want that has really impacted it's, it's because every time i take a picture it's very different for another person mm. when they take it it's like oh i want to see how i look for me it's like yeah. oh now people are going to see how i yeah, look sorry. it's like it's very you're very hyper aware mm.
0: yeah. oh my goodness i'm so sorry like that's actually like terrible because like a lot of people think like these subtle things are just like yeah. people overreacting like oh it's not that big of a deal But, like, they they have, like, real-life consequences and, like, real-life effects and, like, long-term, like, damage to self-esteem, to confidence. And people just don't see that just because they're not affected by it that well, that like, that much. Or or they, Mm -hmm. they don't take the time to educate themselves on those matters. So, it's it's, like, yeah, it's really bad. And another question I have is, do you think your skin color, or, like, let me rephrase, do you think... Has disadvantaged you in any way, like besides, like you've spoken about friendships, Mm -hmm. like what other areas do you think?
1: Um, what else would I say? I think, um, certain jobs I thought I would pursue, Mm -hmm. um, like I I don't think I would involve myself in like acting or or singing or all those things, like specifically art Mm -hmm. related matters because they require me to show my face constantly or for me to be in touch with that part of my identity and either live through it or speak about it every time Mm. i need to put out art so i think that has also changed how i look at certain careers and i'm like hmm. before i become a doctor or before i want to um become a face model or a hand model is this person going to like whatever they're going to see or are they also going to Because the like, I'm thinking of like certain industries like the modeling industry, the beauty industry, it's already difficult enough for people who are not dark skin. Mm -hmm. So, I imagine myself in that space and I'm like, nope, nope. So, I think career wise, also, I think like in being chosen for certain things because I feel like if someone is going to run a brand campaign, I can remember in this school, oh, I won't share, I won't share who it is but like they were having like a brand, like a product Mm. photo shoot and I remember being a part of the team but I wasn't asked to go. And Mm. personally maybe they didn't mean it but like for me I thought ah maybe it's because as a dark skinned person I don't represent what a person would want to see on Mm. social media. So I'm thinking of like things jobs that involve social media, art jobs, things that require me to show my face things that require me to engage with people over a long period of time is mm. very it's very overbearing for me because mm. I feel that like I will always have to fight for opportunities mm. and I think having lived 20 years and having to fight and to be separate, to be the smart dark-skinned girl to be this funny dark skin girl and then having to fight again for more years it's, mm. it's, it's, it's very tasking for me so I think that's why I'm more into STEM mm. where jobs that don't require me to actively involve myself with people Mm. so i think that has really stuck with me and maybe it might change in the future but i'm not really sure that how i navigate the world is going to be the same as another person for me when i look at myself and certain things i have to choose i have to think even university i have to think if i was to place myself in this context would i thrive or would i constantly have to fight and explain myself Mm. so
0: so what do you but I want I want to know what you think of Lupita Nyong'o like you know mm. she's, <laughs> I, I feel like this is bound to be brought up <laughs> yeah it is actually just, you know she's a dark-skinned Kenyan woman who's really making a way mm-hmm. in Hollywood and you know movies and yeah. she even um had this book out mm. I think it's called Suve and so like what do you think of her just like kind of paving the way for other dark-skinned women who are in, like, media and, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I think it's what she's doing is very um, important. I think every time I think like, I want to give up on a certain dream, I think like, if Lupita Nyong'o can do it, if she has placed herself in this context, if she has thrived over it and even been able to write a book about it and to explain to people about what they're doing and why it is affecting um, dark skin people, then why shouldn't I thrive in that space? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Also, there's a, there's a difference between me and Lupita Nyunga and how we experience life. Yeah. But the intersection is we're both dark women mm. trying to navigate the world. Yeah. Maybe not in the same way, but we're all trying to navigate this world. Yeah. And sometimes it can make us feel so small and out of control. Yeah. But she's doing it, and I, I find it really amazing. And I hope more people come up as celebrities. I hope more people who are underground, who are doing all these amazing things can come to light that yeah more, more young girls can get involved and see that oh i don't have to change myself yeah. for me to fit in this certain species. yeah yeah oh
0: that's great and also to conclude with lupita nyongo's words, she said colorism is the daughter of racism mm-hmm. and no that's definitely true because yeah. from racism it then spawned of like okay you're not white yeah and you're gonna be punished for that, and then and then now people suffering yeah, from that yeah. racism, they're like, Okay, you're not closer to whiteness, yeah, and you also suffer from that. It's, it's just
1: it's, its so crazy because, like, the worst thing is, like, that's a part of you, like, it's not like you chose it, mm. though. I don't think there should be any problem, even if you chose to have that kingdom,
0: yeah. I just
1: think it's going to take a lot. We're making steps. But it's going to take a lot until dark-skinned women can stand tall and say, I am very confident with who I am in the dating scene, in the social setting as a whole, in academic setting, in homes. Because I think a lot of the things start at home. It will be beautiful if people raise their children to believe in themselves more of as a person Mm -hmm. than what they are molded to be so
0: well that concludes our conversation thank you so much katie for again joining me (laughs) yeah it's been it's been so nice honestly i really enjoyed this conversation i do think more of this should be held i think there's going to be a part two ha yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) but this time i'll interview a lighter skinned person and we'll just navigate discussions as well. I it think will that be
1: amazing to have a red table talk with like light skin and dark skin women because yeah, I'd it's... like to see how they think Yeah. because I've never had actively had this conversation with like a lighter skin tone person. Mm. And also i like to say that the biometric system hey uh, it's racist. Hey, it's very racist and colorist.
0: <laughs> no actually <sighs> though why do they not detect darker skin even in good lighting? Yeah. Excuse me.
1: Like I stand there for 20 <laughs> minutes and I have to call someone of a
0: lighter skin tone. Hey no, Please. No, that's that shouldn't be the yeah. case. But again, thank you so much, Katie. It really means a lot to me. I'm so glad that I got like you got to share this aspect of you not only with me but to like listeners. And yeah, it means a lot. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Danny, for having me. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
0: This has been Through the Looking Glass with your host and sister in power, Kosi Danielle. If you haven't already, please support and subscribe to my podcast where I upload bi weekly. You can also show support by following my Instagram page at TTLG Podcast. That is TTLG P O D C A S T. You can also find more details in the show notes. I also invite you to join the conversation by sending me an email or a message on Instagram. Or I invite you to also share this conversation with someone who might enjoy it or be interested in this topic. Thank you so much for listening in and until next time.